This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. You could spend the weekend doing the same old whatever, or you could conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com for more details. Hyundai. There's joy in every journey. This is BetQL Daily from BetQL. Welcome back to BetQL Daily. Cody Decker, former professional baseball player, turned professional smartass on the radio. With me, my man, Jeremy Cobb. We're talking all things sports, all things life. And we were going to open up this segment talking about some NBA futures. And we will get to that. But uh, my man, Jeremy, over here has got some breaking news. And this is what we have to talk about. It's a great story. I thought you were going to say former professional baseball player and Jeremy, a guy who used to let another man touch his face for tips. Um, so <laughs> I thought that's the direction you were going to go in. Uh, so, so this story, I mean, where do you even start? Out of the New York Post, Finland skier suffers frozen penis in Olympics mass start race. Uh, it said, uh, what's his name here? Lindholm. Remy Lindholm spent just an, under an hour and 16 minutes traversing the course in howling freezing winds leading to his penis becoming frozen for the second time in a cross-country skiing race following a similar incident in Finland last year. Might want to wore some more cover up here. <laughs> the second time? You didn't learn from the first time? Dude, if you freeze my penis, I- I'm gonna I'm gonna maybe put it in an in like a, a sleeve or something. <laughs> How do you thaw it out? Is it just friction? I, I mean oh. Is it like frostbitey? Is it like just like a is it like a is it like a piece of like coal now? Is it do you do you have to soak it in warm water like whenever you're making steamed dumplings at home and you got to thaw out the, the the sauce? Oh no! Oh no! Oh god! Is that an issue with like Olympic sports? Is that like a thing? I didn't know that because I can. If there's a sport where I can assume something like that, if an appendage could freeze, so, I would assume it would be the luge. Th- this is a, this yes, absolutely, or the skeleton where like you have something. Maybe you're too close to the ice, whatever. But let me ask you this: so worst sports injury that you've heard of, seen because. Uh, former Oriole Blue Jay uh, catcher Caleb Joseph, he had um, he had a ball. Oh yeah, wonderful human being. Love the guy. He oh, had an injury where the ball skipped in and hit him. It shattered his cup, and he had uh, what would you call it? Like twisted testicles, or he had to go have surgery and Ooh. have. And he told me that they they look like grapefruits. Not one grapefruit, two. So just imagine. <laughs> right, I, I will those tell you. I, I played with him after this, um, and I can confirm his testicles came back normal. Eventually. Oh, nice! Um, so <laughs> we, we 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 had, we were we were locker mates. So we saw a lot of each other. Also, quick fun fact about Caleb Joseph. Fun fact, and I I I, I kid you not, this guy is such a fan of Rush that yes, if you drum. play any if you play any song from Rush, he will sit down and play the drums air drums so picture perfectly you would think that he's actually playing an invisible drum set it is incredible ask him just play limelight around caleb joseph and you're in for a show yeah pick any random song like he used to do that all the time where they'd have like um 
you know, little talent shows and things and some hazing of the rookies coming in. And he was an excellent drummer. And I loved it when he went to Toronto, saw him with the buckets playing the drums and it was rush. And, you know, being, being in Toronto, Canadian band, he's got to love it. So it's good I stuff. It. I love it. Caleb Joseph. What a name. The worst injury I ever saw was not Caleb. It was similar though. Um, that actually happened to me once. Well, not the twisting part, but I will say that I used to be a catcher as well. I played everywhere, but I caught as well. I remember one time I was catching a bullpen. I went down for a uh, block of ball and it hit the plate in the bullpen in a way that it ricocheted and got under my cup, completely missing my, my cup and hitting uh, things that you don't want hit. However, it's not the worst thing I've ever seen happen. The worst thing I've ever seen happen was at UCLA. Uh, I had a pitcher who was shagging balls in center field, deep center field, not paying attention, looks to his right, is talking to an outfielder, fly ball hits him square in the testicles. Oh. He had to go have surgery and remove it. Uh, so he is down to one as opposed oh. to the normal set. Uh, all because he was in center field shagging baseballs, did nothing, just sitting there talking in a fly ball. I, I don't know what the odds are mathematically, but they got to be very low. There, there, this brings up a couple of things we've talked about at the since we were talking all star games, the home run derby. Get those kids out of center field. I'm sorry, like one of them gonna get hit with a line drive. We, we talk about it every year, like those are frozen ropes. I mean, these guys are mm -hmm. just hitting shots, and you got an eight year old out there shagging fly balls. It's, it's, it's gonna end poorly at some point. It's actually two things. Is someone going to get hit with a baseball first, or is someone going to eventually rob a home run that harms the home run derby? I'm waiting for one of these two things to happen. I'm not I looking never forward to them. It's just inevitable. I am now. So it's like, could you imagine running back? Yeah, it's like Adam Jones on Manny Machado at the World Baseball Classic, jumping up and snagging it and pointing at him like, I got you. Yeah. Can you imagine a little a little kid jumping up and ruining Peter Alonzo's three-peat and all of our bets because the yes. little kid came and robbed a homer? It could happen. You never know, man. Well, well people in Baltimore, well, people in Baltimore still want to fight Jeffrey Mayer for that playoff home run that he uh he helped. It wasn't gonna be a home run. So but the, the other Cody, the other one I wanted to bring up, and this one was awful, and it's like TMI, the Houston Astros. They had Kazmat uh, Kaz Matsui. Mm -hmm. Do you know this? He showed up on the injury report. <laughs> anal fissures it's like couldn't oh, you guys no. write couldn't you write personal like and then it's okay like he's got something personal going on it's like how descriptive do they want to be how do you tell the world that another human being has anal fissures <laughs> oh that's tough and, and uh, i'll give you an example right here i only have one bat on my wall and if you guys are watching us on twitch right now you'll see i have a lovely signed bat from george brett i got it from him when i was playing for the royals at the time uh george brett told me a great story once and it was about how he was used to be known and i asked him hey how do you feel about the whole pine tar thing being known as the pine tar guy and he said well three years before the pine tar incident i was in the world series and i had to miss a game due to hemorrhoids and it was a bad flare-up and i couldn't walk and I was known as the hemorrhoid guy after the pine tar thing. I got known as the pine tar guy and being known as the pine tar guy rather than the hemorrhoid guy is pretty sweet. A thousand times better. <laughs> That's amazing. Oh God. Where well, were we? Let's, get, <laughs> let's get back over on track. Let's get back to your neck of the woods. Let's talk a little bit about NBA futures, Eastern conference. Jeremy, come on. Who do you think? Really? We talked about a little bit last break. We know what the heat have right now. The Celtics have shown some signs of life. We know that Philly and Brooklyn are hopefully going to start getting out of the weeds a little bit. Chicago has been a team, but who is your favorite coming out of the all-star break coming forward? I'm interested to see how it works. And this would be a calculated risk of placing a wager on it, but how do you not like the Sixers at this point? Um, they've always wanted to run the pick and roll with Joe Embiid. 
Uh, they've never been able to do it with Ben Simmons because he can't shoot and everybody goes under the screens. I, you know what? I don't think it's that Ben Simmons can't shoot. I just think he won't. I think he needs to see a sports psychologist. Because if you watch video of him shooting in, a, in an open gym, and I'm not saying like, like I'm talking about uh, not, not highlights of them showing all the makes. He can shoot. He can shoot. Just like we talked about earlier with the big guys. Like they don't shoot threes, but they can. Um, I, I would love to see that. And I think the, the big key for the Sixers was not giving up Tyrese Maxey and Matisse Tybel. And people might say, oh, they're just okay players. When you have a guy like Tybel and you can put him on the best offensive player on the other team and frustrate the hell out of him, that's a huge advantage, especially when all of your or most of your scoring is going to come from two guys with, well, three guys with Tobias Harris, Harden, and of course Embiid being there. So I like the Sixers and I'd place a wager on them now and, and, and sprinkle a little bit there. Um, the other team that stands out to me is the Heat, and I know they're the number one seed, but uh, I'm not usually going to bet on the favorite. I'm going to try to find value, and I think value is at the bottom portion there of those teams that we know are good that are going to be in because if they get in, it's scary. Like if, if Ben Simmons comes back, some, uh, comes back and plays with the Nets, with Kyrie, they figure out the vaccine status or they open it up so he can play, they're going to be dangerous. But right now as it stands, Kyrie's only going to be available, I think, for eight games in the second half of the season. That's scary. That's a, that's such a huge swing. And I, it seems as though a lot of the, uh, you know, things might get lifted a little bit. It seems like some things are getting lifted. So it could be a different thing that they get a lot more Kyrie. But as of right now, knowing that you're only going to have Kyrie for eight games in the second half is a bit troubling to me. Um, who is your sleeper? And I, I to me, I don't think it's fair to call him a sleeper anymore. I, it, for me, all season, it's been Chicago. Um, can you call them a sleeper or are they officially real? Man, that's tough because they're—I mean—they're the second best team in the Eastern Conference right now. Uh, Thirty-eight wins. I guess you can still call them a sleeper. The one team that I'm interested in, if you want a sleeper, and this is just totally off the beaten path, and they're not that far behind the Bulls, is the Cleveland Cavaliers. Mm. We still haven't got to see um, with all their guys healthy back again. Darius Garland's been a phenomenal scorer for them. They've got the double bigs, which cause people problems if they try to match up with it. I'd almost rather go small ball and see if they take one of their bigs off the floor with Jared Allen and Evan Mobley. And ironically, if they go smaller, usually Allen's the one that comes off the floor because Mobley's more athletic. Um, but I, I think that's a really intriguing team moving forward. I'm not telling you they're winning at all, but if you're going to ask me to take somebody with odds that are going to be in the playoffs, then uh, that, that's a team that I would look at. Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. With threats to our nation waiting around every corner, adaptability is more important than ever. When conditions change without notice, Quick strategic thinking is crucial, and with obstacles consistently impending, determination is essential in overcoming them. It's this willingness, decisiveness, and resilience that sets Marines apart. With our fighting spirit, we don't just fight battles, we win them. Marines are the constant our nation counts on to fight the unknown, and through adaptable problem solving, we do just that. Learn more at Marines.com. Well, you know, staying with this exact theme, let's look at the Western Conference. You know, let's get into it. The Suns seem like the best team in the NBA. They really do. Um, but at the end of the day, for me, and I know this is kind of foolish and it seems like an old school thing to do because it almost seems like I'm sitting here like, well, there's a curse going on. Is there? But at the end of the day, this is a team that just has never been able to get over the hump with teams that were the best team in the NBA. I'm just 
I feel like you cannot win in Phoenix, but do you think they can? Yeah, I think they can. Um, uh, they're, they're so good defensively. They come at you in all different directions because like you look at it, Devin Booker would be the, the star player and your, your guy you expect to be your leading scorer in most nights, right? Well, Mikel Bridges is one of those guys that's quietly good defensively. He's a three and D guy, pretty good defensively. You can match him up with the best player on the other team. And then he knocks down the three ball. He can shoot very well. And he got hot here uh, for a stretch. Well, then you start looking at teams that struggle. DeAndre Ayton, he's another guy that we often overlook who's a very solid player. Maybe he shouldn't have been the number one overall pick in the draft that year. But I think they got themselves a very valuable piece. And Chris Paul is the glue that keeps it all together. He's the most important thing uh, when the postseason comes around. The only thing that worries me about the Suns is his ability to stay healthy, in which it's not his own fault. You know, you get guys that are labeled injury prone. And that's come even when they had when he was on the Rockets, they were up three one against the Warriors and he blows out his hamstring and he can't play the rest of the way. And the Warriors come back and beat him. I thought that would have been his chance to really win it all. Last year was another excellent opportunity. It just didn't come to fruition. You know, you mentioned it last break uh, when we were talking about the Suns briefly. You mentioned how you'd love to see Chris Paul get one, and so would I. He's a guy that's just been around for so long and is just waiting for it. And at the end of the day, I'm a Laker fan. I want to see the Suns win it all. I really do. I feel like it's just they it's time it's time for that city to get a championship other than that kind of fluke world series in 2001 the suns have been there forever i kind of want to see it happen um but who is your sleeper and i think it's unfair for me to call this team a sleeper because you know we did just kind of crap on them last segment but at the end of the day they still got lebron james so to me the lakers are still a bit of a sleeper over there in that western conference well they have to be just because of the talent that's there if they sneak in in that play in eight seed whatever whatever it may be um they have to be considered a sleeper because you have the most talented player in the world. And maybe he's not that at this point of his career, but for a short period of time, couldn't he be that? I mean, we watched him last night hit a game-winning jump shot uh, in the All-Star game. And I don't even like calling this team a sleeper because they're the third seed right now. But the Memphis Grizzlies, I've told you, if you haven't watched John Morant play lately, it, it just totally looks like everything has slowed down for him. They have really good pieces around him, surprising enough with the, the group that they have, guys coming off the bench that can score, um, the, the Anthony Meltons, the Desmond Baines, depending on how they go with their starting rotation, Steven Adams, Jaron Jackson, Brandon Clark comes off the bench for them. They're a very deep team, but the, the head of the snake is John Morant. If you take him out, I think they're a team that's going to struggle. So this being their first real look at the playoffs, they're interesting. And I'll, I'll be a bit of a – I don't like call myself a homer, but I am a Mavericks fan. I never believe in them, and I still think they're a year away from figuring out where they need to be. Um, and maybe they make a run at Bradley Beal in the offseason or someone else to pair with Luka Doncic after trading Chris Stapps Porzingis. Uh, but if you watch what Luka did in the playoffs last year, coming in and single-handedly just destroying the Clippers, um, you know, moving on and playing some of the teams, he, he plays at a totally different level where he looks like the best player in the league. And he's done it. In like, he was the youngest guy to ever have a triple-double in the postseason. He did that, I think, last year. So, to me, having him, they're always a sleeper and they're going to be in games because of their style. But uh, do I believe they win it? No, not at all. Um, but if I were going to place a flyer, that would work. that's where it would go. Any concern about the trade of Perzingis, or is you actually on board with it? Uh, I was on board with it just because it he, they were butting heads. There were all the rumors about Luca in the front office having problems. They they get rid of their um, it's not a GM, but the, the guy was help, maybe it was the guy was helping them out for a while there. Um, that was more of a gambling guy that actually got the gig. They were butting heads, so he's moved on. Chris Stapps, Porzingis, and. And Luca were apparently butting heads behind the scenes. They didn't like it. Chris Stapps wanted more opportunities to to score and shoot, and felt like the ball was in uh, Luca's hands too much, or at least that's some of the rumors that were out there. 
So it doesn't surprise me, but he's been often injured. And the best ability is availability sometimes in this league. And if you're not around, they can't rely on you. So I was totally fine with what they did. Although when they first got him, I was so excited because I thought they finally had their duo. And then all of a sudden, teams started going to the trios. Let's let's put together three great players. It's like, well, damn, you're still one behind. And of course, you mentioned John Morant, guys, plus 1,200 for him to win the NBA MVP. That might be worth a flyer. Definitely mm-hmm. worth a look. Maybe a little sprinkle. I don't know. I'm, I'm kind of excited to see where things go. And again, I know I'm. you mentioned you being a homer when it comes to the Mavericks. I'm a little bit the same way with the Lakers. They're just a team that I know if they just get in, they can cause havoc. They could just take over. I don't expect them to because there are legitimately better teams in the NBA right now. But think two years ago to the shortened season that we got in the bubble. That Were the Lakers the best team that year? And they just absolutely dominated that. Yeah, I, it's, it's so hard to figure out because they look so bad together. Like, they're, mm-hmm. not, they're not just losing games. They're losing games to inferior opponents. Like, they yeah. went off to Portland – and Portland oh. had the, the backup squad, and you're going, what is going on with this team? This should be a, a walkover. You should win by 15 or 20 against that squad, and, and you lose. So, yeah, I've got some questions about them, but if they get in, they are dangerous. Well, guys, we're going to take a quick little break. Up next, we're going to discuss the weekend's top NFL stories, including whether or not Jared Goff can lead the Lions to a winning season. Winning season? How about lead them to three wins? Let's start there. Let's start there. (laughs) More right here on BetQL Daily right after this. Hey, it's Joe Gillier from BetQL Daily, 9 to noon Eastern. Download the free Odyssey app now to watch and listen to the Daily Tip. BetQL Daily, you better you bet, and bet MGM tonight on the BetQL Network.